0: Dan and Corey here, welcoming you in to Libservative. The great fundamental issue now before our people.
1: We, the people, cannot turn to
0: Yeah, welcome in to another d- edition of Libservative. He's Corey Walsh.
1: He is Dan Griffin, and we're here.
0: We almost had another scare. We started oh, Jesus. started a recording. Sorry about starting thirteen
1: minutes late, kids. <laughs> I know everyone I was position. on the edge of their seat, going, "Are Dan and Corey coming? Where are they?"
0: Had a few technical difficulties recording. Uh, it's our off day, that's why it's not normally we don't normally record on a Wednesday, and here we are. And, and as soon as we start the show, my dogs fucking start barking. So this was is it do- Doordash? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. My fiance is oh. gonna be home any minute, so maybe might be her just pulling in the driveway. But it is what it is. They're they're up there barking, so you're gonna have to just put up with it. Don't care. We do these. I we can't do these even hear. It. Uh, yeah. We have I an action pack show. Yeah, you you heard the bark. Uh we work. have we have an action pack show for you today. We uh, asked some listener questions. Wanted to hear wanted wanted to hear from you, folks. What you wanted us to talk about? We're going to get to a few of those uh, here this evening. Uh, Corey's pouring a drink, and I oh, know. Can you tell?
1: Can you tell us what I'm doing?
0: I need a few more of what you're having because I have I have a new appreciation for plumbers after today, Corey.
1: That's what you were saying.
0: I, I absolutely I wanted to declare October 5th Plumber Appreciation Day. But then I looked it up and I, f- I, I found out there actually really already is a plumber appreciation day. It happens to be April 25th. So next April, please be sure to give your plumber a hug because I, for the first time in my life, had to snake a a a drain behind the garbage disposal. And the next time your plumber comes to you and gives you a quote or tells you what the bill is, just fucking pay it because they earned it. They deserve it. This is a a profession in which people deal with literal shit. Literal shit. They have a shitty job. (laughs) And sewage. They've earned every dime (laughs) that they're asking for. It's disgusting. It's the worst job ever. And they just deserve it. So shouts out to my plumbers out there. I appreciate you, and I love you, and I want to give all of you a virtual hug if you're out there listening. In fact, the... I'm. I'm going to make a declaration right now. The first like little piece of merch that we create, if you're a plumber, let us know. You're getting the first Libservative T-shirt. You're getting. Are are you you you're you're not, you're just you're just now my favorite people. You, you sound
1: up. a little traumatized, Dan, from having to stick your snake in a hole. Dude, there was sewage. There was
0: there's literal sewage on my kitchen floor. I mean, it's just. <laughs> I probably still stink. Honestly, like it's, I can't. We're not, you. Thank it God, is, this is remote. It's a good thing we're not in the same room, exactly, because I, <laughs> look, I look like I'm put together, but I know I reek, because I had to get, as soon as I was done with that, I had to get down here and do, do some show prep with you. So, shouts out to the plumbers. Plumbers, we love you. Please stick around.
1: Yeah, let me give our plug a quick, and then I'll give you a little story about a guy uh, who just pulls my own real fast. Lipservative Podcast is found on all social media and podcast platforms. Our website is podpage.com slash We can be found at libservative on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Instagram and Twitter at LibservativePod. And if you can find our transcripts, and you can find our transcripts at LibservativePodcast.wordpress.com. Our TikTok videos can be found at Podcast, and you can reach out directly at LibservativePod at gmail.com. So subscribe today and give us a rating. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I also have an appreciation for plumbers because there was a time when I was doing side jobs to make ends meet, and one of the jobs was uh, trying to get someone's garbage disposal to work. And I ended up being in the same position you were of having to like deal with a garbage disposal. Cause I thought I'll just use some of this Drano. And what it did was literally like burn a hole through their garbage disposal. You can't do that. can't do
0: that. That's why I had to get, the, I had to get the snake out. You can't. Yeah. Not supposed to put chemicals in the. Uh, well, juice. now I know that I, I, mean, I didn't know that. I
1: was just like, Oh guys, you know, your garbage disposal's leaking. I don't know what to tell you. You're going to need a new tut-tutive.
0: one. That's why I was going to say like, if you it, like the next time you're going to bitch about a plumber's price, Snake your own trains and tell me that they don't deserve every dime
1: that they ask for. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So what's new, Dan? What you consuming? What you drinking? What you listening to? What you watching?
0: I'm probably already half in the bag after my uh, sewage experience today, but I'm drinking a... a, Michiganders will know this quite well. I don't know how far outside of Michigan uh, Bell's Brewery goes. I'm assuming it's decently throughout the Midwest, but I'm I'm drinking a a Michigan Classic, just a a two-hearted ale.
1: Nice. Is that the uh, the uh, the light-hearted one or
0: oh, the just, um, no? Reg- I, no, I didn't fuck the run. double-hearted. No, just <laughs> I went with the the regular two-hearted.
1: The oh, okay. class El classico, not as classic as my champagne and beers, damn. That's true. And then, are we doing the uh, the drink if we swear tonight?
0: Uh, then I'm probably on like what six or seven now.
1: Oh, we didn't make the rules yet, but you
0: know, whatever. I just took down basically a whole can I'm, a pretty nice, much, I'm pretty much half in the bag, so who gives a shit?
1: Oh, there's another one. <laughs> Take a sip.
0: No, I'm just doing um, it on
1: purpose. What you watching? I and mean, then did you finish up the Holocaust thing? The I Holocaust have not, but I started seeing,
0: I I I'm I'm one of those people that like starts like eight shows at the same time and then like struggles to finish all of them. Uh but I did finish up as uh a sports fan. I did finish up the the captain which is the Derek Jeter documentary series on ESPN plus. And that's interesting for me because while baseball is not like my favorite sport, in fact, of all of the four major sports, it's probably my least favorite, but I have like this weird affinity for baseball history. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because you know, it's, it's considered it's America's, America's pastime. pastime. It's, well, it's America's pastime and there's all these like great old timey stories about baseball. Like, I like reading, Baseball history books, um especially about particular players uh and things like that. and so I watched this documentary series about Derek Jeter. it's called the Captain, and it's that one's even even interesting for me because even not being the biggest baseball fan in the world, as a Detroiter, I especially hate the New York Yankees, uh, and I fell in love with the Boston Red Sox in the late nineties before they had won that original title. Just because I hate the Yankees. <laughs> and so I always hated Derek Jeter, but always had a massive, massive amounts of respect for him. And he's just, he's just one of those like Michael Jordan type athletes that are just mentally disabled in a way that is so great to where their, 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 their will to win and their will to work hard is just, it's like superhuman. Loves baseball. And it's like, like, you know what I'm talking about? Like the, the Michael Jordan syndrome where like you just, you're just programmed to do whatever it takes to win. It's just such a rare human being. It's such a rare trait and it's really interesting hearing it from the people who actually lived that life. So uh, I recommend it, particularly if you're, a, if you're a baseball fan, or even if you're, if you're not, um, if you're one of those people that just appreciates greatness, uh, the captain on ESPN plus the Derek Jeter documentary series is pretty good.
1: I might have to check it out. I'm not a big fan. Like I, I enjoy playing baseball, watching it. It's one of those sports that I only watch it when it's a game where I know it's important, or if it's like oh, a yeah. World Series game. The yeah. playoffs are about to start here. This, uh, this are uh, the Tigers in it? No. <laughs> this is so then there's no there's no emotional connection for me. I might watch the final game. The
0: Detroit Tigers, though, did uh, win like I can't even remember what the number was like twelve out of fourteen to end the season, and they they are now they finished second to last place in the division, I believe. Well, because look at that
1: because of There's that plenty I of room speed. for improvement yeah you <laughs> can't go anywhere but up from here dan <laughs> they said that last
0: year too <laughs> and they went up <laughs> <laughs> yeah it took it to the ass end of the season but you are correct gory walsh
1: so i've been uh what i've been listening to is uh tyler childers who's a huge like country it's it's so dumb but that's a whole different thing of uh the country and Western Americana brand that's been branched off of country music where he sounds more traditional like country, but now they call it something different. Tyler Childers just dropped the new badass album. Really, really traditional country music. And if that's your thing, I encourage you to listen to it. He is a fucking rock star. Damn it. I got it. Dang it. Darn it. Gosh, darn it. Got a drink. <laughs> and then I just started uh, the evolution of hip hop documentary on Netflix, which so far is phenomenal. Is just talking about how hip-hop has navigated and how the culture has influenced it and vice versa and how it's influenced the culture and it talks about the different uh influence of local communities like right now i'm listening to how nola you know new orleans um has had such an effect on uh hip-hop music and like the bounce the bounce hip-hop where it's like the really like like upbeat like really, really wild type uh hip hop music and then like what's so a part of the genres of that is originated in New Orleans. So if you like hip hop, I encourage that. If you like country, the Tyler Childers album. Well, and then other than that, just been discing. I went and disced uh new ego, Yeah, you know, disc golf, not to disparage the disc golfers.
0: I or the ball sure. golfers.
1: Or the ball golfers, yeah. Um Nuego disc golf course. If you live in Michigan and you're interested in disc golfing at all, Nuego uh Nuego Disc golf course at Nuego State Park State Park, The Bluffs, Jesus, this is probably one of the most beautiful courses I ever played.
0: Shall we get to uh And with that listener picks? Listener Picks so you wanted to start with hang on i'm i'm on the, I'm on the wrong page of my notes. That's the kind of uh, a day it's been. You wanted to talk about uh, Evan's comments from Facebook smudges really give, all
1: over your keyboard
0: he didn't really give us evan didn't really give us a topic to talk about um but you wanted to i can't I hope you have it pulled up because I don't um uh you wanted to reference our Fourth of July episode about Roe v Wade,
1: yeah, I'm looking for it. That one of us should have We should have, <laughs> we we should have.
0: That in front of us. It's just been one of those days. Stall, covered- stall,
1: no dead air, no dead air, no dead air. And I'm covered in shit. Literal shit is. This and would I have been way cooler if it popped up when I did that like that, but We're it didn't. Because Facebook is it's being it. fucking ridiculous. All right, so we can start off with Evan. So Evan said when I I made a post, I said, "Hey everyone, quick question: What do you want to hear us talk about in this week's episode?" And he said, "I don't know. I mean, when you are blue and you have to go along with every messed up thing the blue is for, same as red. I I just think we have to have an open discussion. Besides that, I'm personally anti-war, and I think the military-industrial complex has way too much power. But I'm open to discussion on abortion and civil rights. I kind of go back and forth on those issues. So first thing I want to say is that Evan sounds like a human being. That Evan sounds like a human (laughs) being, and yeah, and he just he sees the nuance in it. So it's like, I'd like to say, welcome home." (laughs) And <laughs> that's what we do here on the show. I wanna to reference that like for the Roe v. Wade and abortion and stuff like that. We dive deep into that into the July 4th episode regarding Roe v. Wade and it was talking about Roe overturned. And then as for civil rights, we do have a pretty good interview with Tristan. And it was the episode we actually dropped two weeks ago when we missed a day. So if you want to hear us talk a little bit about and getting into the uh the weeds on that stuff, those are the episodes. Um, the military industrial complex absolutely is way too big. And we a hundred percent agree. And I think, we- uh,
0: I think, I think Evan's comment though, is like, it, it's, 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 re- I think that's the reason it was good for us to start off with this because it's basically the premise of the show. It's, it's, it's the absolute essence of our show, right? It's, it's this idea that even though you may consider yourself left or liberal or right or conservative, you don't, you don't have to like. You so don't just
1: cultish you be so binary, right? Yeah, like
0: you can be pro-choice <clears throat> and pro-second amendment at the same time, and not have to apologize for it, or at least you shouldn't have to apologize for it. Because absolutely, because if you say that you're pro-choice and pro-second amendment at the same time, you're going to have both sides shitting on you.
1: <laughs> now, isn't that frustrating? Yeah. That like, in any topic, if you don't have a definitive stance on one side or the other. Everyone and then you just get attacked from both sides. But it's like, well, how can you just think that? And like, you get the same type of response from both sides. We go, well, you know, there's some nuance to this. How can you be pro-gun and pro-choice? Um,
0: because the two things have nothing fucking to do with each other. They're absolutely separate matters. And you ha- and you have the ability to make decisions on uh, on your opinion on each one separately, not because your team or whatever team you claim or tries to claim you says that you need to do. So right. we appreciate the comment, Evan. That's essentially the essence of our show. So that's why. Yes. Yeah, I, was- so I
1: definitely wanted to read that because like the way he's saying, I go back and forth. It's like, Oh, well, welcome to the show. So do we. Oh, you mean you think you actually, use yeah. your? Brain. that's interesting. People and then, so that. we had two comments that were similar. One from Michael Collins. He said, deadly threats to McConnell. And then uh, Pickering Mike's and Trump's comments on Junk Social about bitch McConnell and his Asian wife. <laughs> um, I, think I, I think I don't that know it.
0: where that second one comes from. Is that like a pro-Trump person that doesn't like McConnell now because Trump? No, so this it?
1: is what Trump. So this is what Trump said. Is McConnell approving all of these trillions of dollars worth of Democrat-sponsored bills without even the slightest bit of negotiation because he hates Donald J. Trump and he knows I am strongly opposed to them? Or is he doing it because he believes in the fake and highly destructive Green New Deal and is willing to take the country down with him? In any event, either reason is unacceptable. He has a death wish! So- must immediately seek help and advise from his China-loving wife, Coco Chow. So... Jesus Christ. So (laughs) welcome back to
0: 2017, Dan. That's the first time I had heard that I'd actually heard what Trump said. And, and the, the, the first thing that jumped out to me was how does, how did he make it about him? No, not just that, but that's the first thing he mentioned was about how it, how, how is this about Donald Trump? Which is the biggest issue that I have. And I think you also have. About Donald Trump. Is he makes is everything said, fucking about first him. and foremost, it's about Donald Trump. Like, even when you mention the good things, <laughs> Mitch that- McConnell disagrees with me, it's some sort of tactic to take me down. Exactly. So it's 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 this whole uh childish, childish. You, no, um, god damn it, you ruined my train of thought, Corey. But either either way, uh yeah, he, he it's it's always about how does it affect Trump first? Oh, what I was gonna say was even like the good things that you mention about Trump with like, like whatever, if you, if you want to do the, the shallow economic thing about, Hey, the stock market was great. Cause that's like first grade economics while Trump was president, or you want to talk about like no new wars. When, when Trump talks about these things, the first thing he mentions is himself, right? It's, it's, it like the, the, the narcissism of this man is palpable. It's real. And so when we shit on Trump, that's the first thing I think we both shit on. Um as, narcissism, far as, yeah. as far as like the the I miss his tweets, Dan. That was great. This is a great it, one. Deadly threats or whatever. I, I don't think it was really a threat to Mitch McConnell. I'm like, yeah, he said Trump, he must Donald Trump, but yeah. So
1: what it reminded me of is uh who was it? Was it uh Caesar? I forget who it was in Rome And he goes, Well, someone rid me of these meddlesome priests. Hmm. Like saying, "Boy, I sure wish this guy wasn't in my hair," and saying, not necessarily saying, "I sure wish someone would just get rid of this." So, I mean, I get it. Like, it it is like a like a nuanced thing, and we're talking about the guy that who has been shrouded in this since January sixth. So, I can see people saying, "Well, here he goes again," and he might be right. He might be trying to like code some things in. Yeah, but if nothing happens, these words don't mean anything. But
0: isn't it isn't it also like like the, the Jimmy Dore phrase of like Trump accidentally telling the truth? No, because <laughs> like Mitch McConnell does definitely suck.
1: Like, he we, does suck. Like, and We know this. He is in bed with a bunch of lobbyists and stuff from foreign countries, just yeah. like the rest of them are. He's not unique, you know. Most of the Republican and Democratic Party both are as evidenced by how much dark money gets put into them. And everyone likes to talk about the the Republicans, even though more dark, dark money goes to the Democrats. It's just interesting to me that as he is slandering Mitch McConnell and implying that he is getting money from these other countries and talking all this shit about him and his wife, at the same time he is suing CNN for defamation. Very good. Very, very, very good. <laughs> Isn't yes. that hilarious? Isn't yes. that funny? Yes. Like yes. he can slander people. Yes. He can slander people, but if anyone even tarnishes his name, I used to work at a brewery. We both know this. We had a shirt that just said "Make Cider Great Again" with a little yellow toupee on it, <laughs> and the company got a cease and desist letter from Trump's campaign. Like he's so touchy Ooh. and so. Oh, you can't say anything about me. This is defamation. This is slander. But he's allowed to slander and just defame anybody he wants to. And it just goes to show you of how much of a what's good for me is bad for you, of how much of a double standard he was. Good for and me, just,
0: not good for thee, or good for thee, not good for me, yeah, whatever, this, yeah, whatever the phrase me, is.
1: Yeah. And so that's that's basically my take on that. And it's just I think it's really funny that the guy... In one side of his mouth, he's saying, oh, "No, slander is bad. You can't do this." In the other side of the mouth, he's like, "Yeah, that guy, uh, you know, he's just, pff, oh, yeah, like he, he China. just yeah." he basically he basically just
0: says Mitch McConnell's wife is like a like a Chinese uh, a spy
1: or something. <laughs> spy or something like that. Yeah, what with no evidence whatsoever, just because she's Chinese.
0: Yeah, it's just, that's borderline
1: uh, racist, Trump. You know, you got to be careful. Uh, it's
0: just like this is. This is what drives me nuts about the Trump people. It's like, yes, yeah. you can you can make these these claims of like no new wars and what have you, and like I agree with you, like, but was it coincidental or was it real? I don't know. It's it, it...
1: <laughs> right, yeah. And yeah, so that's I, my take on that one. I appreciate the comments, guys. Again, that's from Michael Collins and Pickering Mike. Um, I want to do Michelle's last. She's what about she do- the Serb? Steve it's the Serb. So Steve the Serb said MTG's irresponsible comments that Democrats are supposedly killing Republicans.
0: MTG meaning Marjorie Taylor Green. Do you model Marge? Do you yeah, my my girl? That's my girl Marge. <laughs> you
1: know she's about to be single, Dan. Oh,
0: that's right. Yeah, that no, she's not attractive and she's a disgusting person. But I do enjoy talking about Marge. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so I don't I know she said it at a Macomb Community College here in our backyard. Um, I, I, don't, at the Trump rally. I don't have the video, but I'm sure I get the gist of it of her saying, just, and these Democrats are trying to kill Republicans all the day. You know what I mean? Like that that same blanket statement that we always talk about how one side just broad brush strokes the other side to paint them as a dehumanizing figure. So then you don't have to think about them or have any empathy towards them because if they're not human, they're just pieces of the shit and you're better on, based on the comparison. And I think it's damn near the same exact thing as that. It's just a broad brushstroke. And I want to say, even though her words are way more, like, actionable versus what Biden's speech was that we talked about a couple episodes ago when he was talking about the mega Republicans, it's the same thing. And, like, me and Steve, actually, because I see him every day, we, we kind of talked about this a little bit, and we dove into it. And, like, it helped me, like, Articulate navigate where my brain on this whole process is going in general. What she said is she's going based off of uh, that one guy, the man, Shannon Brandt, forty one years old, ran over an eighteen year old in uh, North Dakota because it was following a political argument that he said, and he told nine one one that he ran him over because he's a Republican and he was in fear for his life. He admitted to striking the pedestrian with his car because he had a political argument with the pedestrian and believed the pedestrian was calling people to come get him. So he just ran him over. Now, that is one crazy from the left. Both sides have a shit ton of crazies. And it's insane to me that when the left or the right, when one of their crazies does something, how fast they're quick to brush them off. And then the other side is to use them as a poster child for their whole yeah, that's
0: the thing. That's the thing. That's the whole point. Right? It's, it's never, it's never done in good faith, like, right? So, like, what Marjorie Taylor Greene said was, yeah, there's some, there's, there's, there's truth in it. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's a lot like the way we talk about the media. It's, it's just like what Biden says. Like, no, mega
1: Republicans are extreme.
0: Right. It's, it's lying by omission. Right. So, like, yes, it was there. This crazy Democrat that ran over Republicans that, that actually happened, and that sucks, and it's dangerous, right? And it's not good, but. The way Marjorie Taylor Greene uses it as a reason for you to fear Democrats, right, is everything that you and I, even Corey, in fact, multiple times on this show have shit on Democrats for about yeah. hey, everybody on the right a basket team, of deplorables. They're, they're fascists. They're they're, right. they're they're evil fascists, and they're going to take over the world. It's like using using one or a handful of incidents to paint your political opponents as evil. This is how they all are horrible because murderers, right? Like don't that's what makes me so frustrated about like when, when people talk about, you know, the left does this and this is why the left is so dangerous. And it's like, okay, yeah, I, I, I kind of, I kind of agree with you. Like they shouldn't do those things and it does make them a little dangerous. But then they go and they do the same goddamn thing. And I don't think that conservatism has ever had a better chance of like really taking hold in this country as it does right now, because we talk about how the left is a little bit crazy, right? With the, with the, with the race ideology and the gender ideology and everybody's like, "Mm, I don't know how I feel about all that. But then the, 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 conservatives just just take that and they shit all over it by doing by by employing the same tactics
1: yeah and yeah it's it's exactly the same yeah it's basically the same like when when biden comes out and talks about mega republicans and calling them extremists now he and to his credit he did try to differentiate republicans from mega republicans but make no mistake 80 million americans voted for donald trump and whether he has this concocted caricature in his brain of what a mega Republican is, 80 million Americans are essentially thinking they're talking about them, 100%. even if he's not, even if he's not. well, you know, no, And I mean, then so Steve not- said to me, and so Steve said to me.
0: It's not just, hold that thought. It's not just the Republicans on the other side that think Biden's talking about them. Dude, it's the people on the left. Okay, so that's actually where I was it's getting to. Conflate being a Republican with being a quote unquote MAGA Republican. And it doesn't necessarily right. have to be the same thing.
1: And so that's what I was getting at with him. I said, you know, it's, it's divisive rhetoric and it's no better than what she's doing because in all reality, he's the president. She's just some crazy constituent. And they're both just speaking to their bases. And when when Biden came out and said the things he did and he was careful to try to differentiate the two, even though, you know, the people that heard it. And this is what I said. I was like, you know, the people that heard it. That don't agree with that sentiment think they're talking about him or them, and he goes, "Yeah, but that that doesn't matter because it doesn't matter what Biden says. It's going to piss them off." And so I was like, "Well, then that's more important. That means he's talking to his base. That means that he doesn't care what they think. He's trying to fear monger to his base, which is exactly the same thing that Marjorie Taylor Greene is doing in her speech. Mm-hmm. There is absolutely no different because the tone and the wording is different. Doesn't make any sort of lick of." difference when now the conversation isn't about america and trying to unite the country and get us on a path forward it's about who's less divisive is that the america that we want to live in like that's what our well, argument it was it's like oh but their tone but the answer at the end is, of the day neither the answer, is better
0: yeah the answer is not, neither is is less or more divisive and like i i i, I hate to harken back to the uh, uh 60 minutes piece um with scott pelly and um and Joe Biden, but like Scott Pelley asked a decent question. The problem is didn't really follow up on it. And he was, he just accepted a milk toast answer when he was talking to Joe Biden and he said something to the effect of, um, it used to be in Congress that the other side just had a bad idea. Now that other side, now that person on the other side is a bad guy. Right? Inhuman. Yeah. And, and so, and. Biden gave some sort of milk toast explanation for it and the, and the, 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 at the end of the day like I don't I honestly don't think somebody like Joe Biden really understands the cultural implications of his presidency and it's it, that's kind of that's kind of terrifying in a way but like I'm also not going to worry about it too much because of conversations that you and I have that we have with our listeners that so many other new media people have with their, with their people. It's like, it's like, okay, let's just, Trump was a bad, was a bad time. We got through it. Biden's a really bad time. Let's just kind of get through it. Like, and, but we, but, but the actual changes need to be made and they probably won't be made in the next election cycle or the election cycle after that. But the more and more we build this momentum and the more and more people like you and me talk about like, what Marjorie Taylor Greene said was, like, super, irris- at least irresponsible, and what, what Joe Biden said about, quote-unquote, MAGA Republicans was at least irresponsible, and right. both of them being, at most, uh, dangerous. I hate using that word now because it's just so overused. Right, and,
1: and Marjorie Taylor Greene's rhetoric was definitely more extreme. We you know, we know she's a more of an extreme person than compared to Biden. But the rhetoric was it's still professional, there, you know, like, but like, yeah, the, the, the message was still there. And if I had to like sit here and go, well, which one do you think is more extreme? Obviously, I'm going to say the doofus who's talking about family values that's getting a divorce. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's not to slate people leaving toxic relationships or anything like that at all. Like, I feel like that does have to be said. No, who,
0: who do you think the toxic one is in that relationship? I
1: got to believe it's Marge. Oh, it's got to be Marge. Totally guy Comes home and spews this shit at home and he the guy just trying to watch like baseball. <laughs> He's just like, God damn it. brave just won the World Series last year. I'm trying right. to watch him repeat. Right. I want to repeat, Marge. <laughs> and so if I had to choose between the two, it's clear that she's the crazy batshit one. But we're seeing the rhetoric on both sides, and just because someone can say it nicer. I could say that I could either, you know what I mean? Like I could either look at you and call you stupid or I can look at you and say you lack the cognitive ability to form a coherent thought. You're saying the same thing, saying the same damn thing. One just sounds a little more pompous and a little bit nicer, but it's essentially the same thing. They're doing the broad brush stroke because one was a little bit more extreme. Doesn't make the other one better. Cause even if Biden thinks he's talking about 800 people, then it doesn't matter because there's still 80 million people who think they're talking about him. Who thinks, yeah, who think that Biden's
0: talking about them. Uh, you want to get to Michelle's comment last. Yes,
1: yes. Yeah. So Michelle's comment, she, Michelle brought up the idea of talking about the three proposals that are coming to uh, Michigan on our ballot. And I love how Michigan does this. And I know other states do the ballot proposals too, but like Michigan, it always seems like our best legislation comes and let
0: me just ballot. set this up by saying that like if you're, if you're an out-of-state listener, um, Corey and I are both from the Detroit area. I believe Michelle's from here as well. Um, the reason why this, why the, why this topic might be important to you. It sets a tone it, for the country. And yeah, cause Michigan is a very, very purple state. Honestly, mm-hmm. I love that about living here. To be honest with you, I absolutely love how purple we are. It makes me so much more interested and so much more attentive to it. Um, but do you want to start, you want to do these in order as far as yeah. these- proposals yep. um but yeah this is this i have is- a nice
1: list broken down right here the country go ahead so i'm looking at uh, i'm on the SunTimesNews.com. it's from chelsea michigan and so we have 22-1 22 and 22 and they're all three proposals that we're going to see on straight ballot uh initiatives that we get to vote on regardless of party affiliation 22-1 is a proposal to amend the state constitution to require annual public financial disclosure reports by legislators and other state officers and change state legislator term limit to 12 years total in legislature. This proposed constitutional amendment would require members of legislator, governor, lieutenant governor, secretary of state, and attorney general to file annual public financial disclosure reports after 2023, including assets, liabilities, income sources, Future employment agreements, gifts, travel reimbursements, and positions held in organizations except religious, social and political organizations.
0: To be more specific, under gifts, according to Balatopia,
1: gifts from lobbyists. Right. OK, That's huge. Require a legislator implement, but not limit or restrict reporting requirements. Replace current term limits for state representative and state senators with a 12-year term limit in any combination between House and Senate, except a person elected to Senate in 2022 may be elected the number of times allowed when that person becomes a candidate, which I fucking love. So I love this proposal. We just recently got, a ri- got rid of two senators, which, you know, they, they may have had good things and stuff like that, but I'm just tired of the old bad blood, the establishments, the people who are just... Basically, a fixture in the room because they've just been there for so long. Because we just had what Lenin and Fe- not Feinstein Stabenow, right? Wait, do we? We still have Stabenow? Yeah, but she's a. This will make Stabenow gone. Yeah, this will keep fresh well, no, blood coming this, in with fresh is, ideas.
0: This is, this is strictly for the state legislature.
1: Oh no, you're right. You're right. You're right. This isn't fucked it up, Corey. You fucked yeah, it up. It this up. is just for the you're state right. legislature. Either nice nice way,
0: but either way, either way, you're right because. um, having to claim their assets. But here's the thing, I, I'm, I I don't know if this is just the nihilist in me or the or the uh, or the, the 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 negative emotions that come to me. But like I see all this and I go this is all awesome, right? That the fact that these politicians have to make their assets public essentially. I'm, the, the first thing I'm thinking of is like when this gets signed into law, how are they going to get around
1: this? Set. <laughs> that- They'll do their best, but at least it makes it harder. I like, guess. I just want to see it to where you make it so hard where it's not worth it. Um, state Proposal 22 is a proposal to amend the state constitution to add provisions regarding elections. This proposed constitutional amendment would require military or overseas ballots be counted if postmarked by Election Day. So I guess that means that as long as they've got sent before Election Day, they can still be counted even after Election Day. Like if it gets lost in the mail or it takes time to get there, which I'm absolutely for. These guys are serving our country. They deserve a right to have their voice on whether or not they should be in a foreign land. Provide voter right to verify identity with photo ID or signed statement. Provide voter right to single application to vote absentee in all elections. Require state-funded absentee ballot drop boxes and postage for absentee applications and ballots. Provide that only election officials may conduct post-election audits. Require nine days of early in-person voting, allow donations and fund elections, which must be disclosed, and require canvas boards certify election results based only on official records of votes cast.
0: And the way the way I look at this proposal is this is making voter
1: if, access easier.
0: I don't know if you want to call me like a dirty, disgusting, horrible liberal
1: hippie, but I think the easier it is for people to vote, the better. Absolutely. Like, I don't understand why we only have one day. This is talking about nine days. Like some people just can't make it that day. It's called life
0: because there are ways for people to
1: steal elections. Corey, we have- you know. So my pushback on this actually, cause I do have a little bit of pushback on it. It's uh provide that only election officials may conduct post-election audits. I think that if someone's going to foot the bill, to have a outsider audit the post-election after it's settled, just to like go through the fine details and see where we can shore up fraud is always a good thing. I was saying this earlier to a guy at work and I was like, like when our election went well, you know, and they, they just recently as evidenced by the uh, the names trying to be put on the ballots for the Republicans, they, they found a bunch of faulty signatures based on forensic auditing of signatures. Those are good things. We're catching fraud. But that shows that fraud is still tried. Our governor recently just said that our election system is sound and secure and we don't need to do anything about it. And I think that's silly because there's always room for improvement in anything. That we should constantly be looking for any sort of uh, weird out of uh, norm things happening. And depending on who's in charge and gets to choose who these certified elected officials are there might be a personal sway or a, uh, a push or like a narrative being pushed in that group that might not give us a full transparency.
0: I guess I get that, but it's like, when was this a problem before Donald Trump? Right? Like, you know, it wasn't before. If it it is both sides just accepted the election. They weren't necessarily happy about it. Like, do you think John McCain was happy to get absolutely jail sexed? by barack obama in 2008 no not at all accept- but what i'm saying is
1: is when you have half of the country in a, or half of the state in a purple state that is like even if they're not like ready to go to, to the capital and try to kick in doors and like squatters rights their way into like overthrowing a government if half the state is still like hey we don't necessarily trust this our institutions should be like, well, let's do everything to make it, uh, like uh, uh, trustworthy to you.
0: I guess the problem is that like, election officials are generally bipartisan. Mean not meaning not meaning they're like independents, but there's. Different- I'm not
1: putting on a tin hat doing a the conspiracy, there's- but I'm trying to, for the sake of the country, quell there's any g- sort of.
0: There's generally people from both sides, right? That are, that are quote unquote election officials, right? And so, I I I know you're not. I know I know you're kind of doing a devil's advocate thing, which is normally my role. So fuck you. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, bud. You want to jail sex me (laughs) now? But like, it was just it was just never a problem before. And it's it's it's, and it's because like, yes, there is fraud in every single election, but it's
1: never been proven to sway an election.
0: I look at this as somebody exactly, and I look at this as somebody who not that long ago was, like, super into, um, like, my side winning. Like, I was a huge Obama person in 2008. Like, for reasons that I think most folks should understand if you're a thinking human being. Um, obviously, my opinion since then has changed. But, like, back then, I would I would never have thought to be like, oh, my God, what can I do to make sure that Barack Obama gets extra votes? Like, how many people are out there actually doing this? Even if it's a hundred people, which I think is a high number, how many illegal votes
1: are you going to get through? Right, no, no, and I get no, that. No, like, no. it's voting in general is so decentralized, based on the state down to the county, that the fact of that it happening is very, very like rare, or not even. I don't even want to use the word rare. Is almost it's virtually non-existent because there's way too many hands in the pot. But just throw some people some bones Like if 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 what we're if what the idea of America is based on is a constitution and the institutions that enforce it. If people don't have trust in the institution, it doesn't matter if they're right or wrong. Then we need to create a sort of trust. I
0: don't know. I guess I get that. But my, my pushback on that is when you have somebody like Donald Trump that can just use his personality to
1: convince people like
0: let's just right. let's
1: there's just, also got to be a sort of sway where we can we have the gumption to go the, he's fucking crazy what i was going to say is like let's just pretend for a
0: second that our elections were absolutely perfect there was not a single fraudulent vote let's just in an alternate universe we know that's not true but in an alternate universe let's just pretend that that were the case okay you could still like donald trump would still come along with his cult of personality. Doesn't have to be Donald Trump. It could be somebody on the left. somewhere yeah, right. He I'm he just, said it I'm before saying, the election. He, he goes, could, "If I lose, it's because they cheated." And convince enough people that it was fraudulent, even it even if it was perfectly secure. And and I and for anybody who may just be tuning in or whatever and just hearing me say that, um, using Donald Trump as an, as an example, there's easily some. There could easily be somebody as a cult of personality for the Democrats because they could do the same thing. I'm just oh,
1: like know? they did for Clinton. They said it was Russian. Oh,
0: sure, yeah. The election yeah. was stolen, illegitimate election, illegitimate president. repeated. Yeah, we heard it from their voting side voting. too.
1: So, let's try to nip this in the bud and quell both sides. Like my pragmatic solution is, you get a ballot number when you get your ballot, and at that point, it's a anonymous number of just your ballot. It doesn't, you know, you get just that number that anybody could look up in a database. And it could be a random number. You could type in any random number. You would only know your number unless you told other people you could, after the election is settled, you can go to a database, look up your ballot number and your district and see if your anonymous ballot matches what you put.
0: See, I see more fraud happening there though. Cause then someone going, Oh, but I didn't do that. Well, not just that, but it's like, the, the, the whole online system thing is a lot easier to hack so like let's say okay just i see what you're saying yeah i mean let's like, say, let's like, say i voted for biden but somebody hacks the hacks it and changes my vote to trump or vice I versa. i guess
1: once the election is settled the raw data should be as accessible as possible is that fair i guess I I'm not interested in looking. I'm not gonna go there's and no, comb that's through all the thing of it. Is but like, if someone's interested it. enough, let them comb through all of it and then they can see the real raw data, not what a narrative Jesus from a Christ, news source shell.
0: The 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 wormhole you just sent Corey and I down right now. <laughs> <laughs> like you so said, like like
1: let's try to shore it up. Like if there's gotta be ways, there's gotta be ways we can make it better, is, and I think just pretending everything's problem. fine.
0: I'm with you like in a perfect world that could happen, but here's the problem. It's like, who's shoring it up? Is it Democrats or is it Republicans? It's either way. Half it's the true. people aren't going to believe that it's shored up. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if
1: it was perfectly shored up, there's going to be. So that goes, what I was saying, like after the like, post-election, maybe allow us some third parties.
0: Michelle's watching. She, uh, she gave yeah, us, she, laughed. Few, she, she laughed gave us a few mind. laugh emojis because she got it. <laughs> That's my girl. We love you, Michelle
1: um yeah but so that's what i'm saying like it's uh like i'm not obviously i don't see the books so i don't get to see exactly like the inner work means maybe i should maybe we should volunteer uh to run a uh a voters thing just so we can get the inside look on what's going on i just think that in anything there's always room for improvement you take the most prestigious athlete there's something they can improve on you know what i
0: mean the only difference is with athletes like it's concrete it's there you see it you see lebron james get better at basketball so right? then how do
1: we make it to where you
0: can see it you convince the people of what we're trying to convince them of that the the fucking duopoly works for the same goddamn team so we have so we have less people going Oh, the Democrats shirt up the election. That means it must not be sure right. up. The I guess I guess what I'm looking at
1: up the, re- the election, it must not be actually that shirt right. up. Right So I guess what I'm looking at when I look at this, when I see the thing about no outside auditors or whatever, like what's the actual wording? The, the, the actual wording is uh, provide that only election officials may conduct post-election audits. What catches me on that is it reminds me of the police departments going well you know we investigated ourselves we found no wrongdoing <laughs> and then we know that's bullshit
0: that's exactly right
1: <laughs> so you understand what you see you see what it's saying yeah. it's like ah, like then maybe there should be because like we can't have a private company like dominion run the election ballots with their electronic voting systems and then once it's done we we aren't allowed to have a private company audited when we're using a private company to do it
0: Sounds like you don't have much faith in our elections, Corey.
1: I have plenty of faith in our elections. I know it's so decentralized. You know, like, I don't but my car or not necessarily mine because I ran through a puddle, but like let's say, like, I'm really good at something, but just because I'm good at it doesn't mean that I could be better. You know, there's constant ways you can improve efficiency on anything you do. Derek Jeter, LeBron James, Corey Wolfe.
0: (laughs) <laughs> uh let's get you can, to, put, me on a, you can put me on a pedestal
1: with them i won't i won't let's uh, get
0: to michigan's last proposal which is probably the that's a real big one right right proposal 22 so, 3
1: proposal is a proposal to amend the state constitution to establish new individual right and reproductive freedom including right to make all decisions about pregnancy and abortion allow state to regulate abortion in some cases and forbid prosecution of individuals exercising established right this proposed constitutional amendment would establish new individual right to reproductive freedom including right to make and carry out all decisions about a pregnancy such as pre- prenatal care, childbirth, postpartum care, contraception, sterilization, abortion, miscarriage, miscarriage management and infertility.
0: So let me start,
1: let me start with this. Well, um, let me finish because here's the thing that's interesting. Well, yeah. It will allow state to regulate abortion after fetal viability but not prohibit if medically needed to protect a patient's life or physical or mental health. Forbid state discrimination in enforcement of this right. Prohibit prosecution of an individual or a person helping a pregnant individual for exercising rights established by this amendment. And this will invalidate state laws conflicting with this amendment.
0: So here's, here's what I'm going to start with. Um, I will be voting yes on this proposal. Yeah. cats on the bag we're both voting yes um because here's the thing like the first thing i noticed about this proposal is it's like the one proposal in michigan where um it's like advertised on tv and like i'm already looking at like the the conservative spin of this just based on like tv ads and it's like this is going to change the constitution that's not the not, That's an amendment. Not, the <laughs> not the U.S. Constitution, but the Michigan Constitution. About the it's it's so vague. It, it it's gonna it's gonna allow it's really for not. it's gonna allow it's gonna allow for anybody to have an abortion at any time for any reason, and any anybody can do one. It doesn't even have to be a medical doctor. And it's like, okay, yes, technically you're right, but it's like it's like the same argument about abortion from from a couple of years ago before Roe was overturned about like late term abortions are technically illegal here, here or technically legal here, 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 and here. And it's like, yeah, the law says they're technically legal, but nobody's doing them right. Like we, right. we, we all have an understanding of what like a, a, a rational abortion looks like.
1: Right. Like, and then
0: why even to me, quell the God damn it, Corey, let me finish. And Sorry, that's why bro. I have, that's why Sorry, I no. have, an issue with a with a gubernatorial candidate like Tudor Dixon who just goes no exceptions no exceptions no exceptions and when when they, and when 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 conservatives come out and say things like um, abortion is not healthcare and i and i look at that and i go yeah until it is right like when you when you're looking at a mother who might die if she has this fucking baby and i understand how rare it is right it's very very rare but it does happen if it happens once out of a million pregnancies that's one too many mothers that die or become seriously injured because of a pregnancy that could have been terminated to save her life and i'm sorry but like i'm for the life that 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 currently exists and i'm more than willing to have a discussion about like when does the heartbeat start or when does uh when is it too late to have an abortion? I'm, I'm very, very willing to have those discussions. But to just be so all or nothing on it is it's It's a, just fucking, silly. It's a fucking deal breaker for me.
1: Right. And, and then for the people who would actually say that stuff, Dan, they didn't read it because this also says allow state to regulate abortion after fetal viability. This, so this amendment is literally a codified Roe v. Wade. Mm-hmm. That's literally what it is. And for people that this sounds like political grandstanding when they say, "Well, it's vague," you know, because this is able this we can we're able, we're still giving room to legislate things as we move along to where we can go. Ooh, you know, let's reel back on that. Oh, let's let's do better on that. Where new science showed up, this is backing this. Yeah. But while that happens, as we move on and this conversation happens, this sets in stone that until we figure out the nitty gritty of the nuance of the conversation that you and I are talking about, women aren't going to be put in jail because they were raped and want to have an abortion. Mm. Because that's the 1931 law in Michigan right now.
0: That's the thing. is, like, like a, a, a Republican candidate for governor. Like, I don't think t- I, I personally, I don't think Tudor Dixon has a chance. I don't think she has a chance. And it's and it's and it's, and it's shitty because, like, I'm not a huge fan of Governor Whitmer. But when I look at the, um, I think you mentioned this maybe four or five weeks ago, or maybe even longer ago, like Michigan's got a number, f- the number five GDP in the country or something like that. Top five GDP in the country, even through COVID, like, like, sorry, but like, good job, Governor Whitmer. She's done a good job um, as far as uh, fixing the roads, like she promised she was going
1: to do. Yeah. There's construction everywhere. That, that's pretty intentional. All the construction at once, right before midterms. You, can't,
0: you can't, He's <laughs> like, you can't drive three miles without running into construction. As somebody who drives for a living, I can tell you definitively, the roads are definitely better, which is one of the things that she promised. I have an issue with her on trying to uh, invoke prohibition for vaping. Like, I'm not a huge fan of her, but if like my choices are Governor Whitmer, who's who, who I could. I could vote for in good conscience because I don't think she's um, a complete piece of shit. Now, obviously, we can have a long conversation about COVID and nursing
1: homes, international cover up. up. Yeah, no, absolutely.
0: We have a long conversation about that. But then I look at the Republican candidate that they put up in Tudor Dixon, where it's just like, yeah nobody can ever have an, abor- uh, an abortion in this state. Like that's, I'm sorry. Like it's a purple state, bitch. That's not going to fly. It's just not going right. to fly. Yeah.
1: Period. You're not um, getting my vote. Eric Riddle commented and he goes, as a daily disc golfer, Natalie Ryan an, a male to female transgender, just won two major women's PDGA tournaments this year. Easily able to throw much further than her born as female competition. How do you feel about transgender women in female sports? Oh baby. This so is
0: my favorite. That's
1: we, I forget what episode it was. It's the one that I got absolutely plastered on talking about this. Cause it was a topic that needed a lot of liquid courage, but we dive really deep into this, Eric. And uh, I'm going to try to find that episode and I'll message you. And then on top of that, uh, let's go Diskin. <laughs> I know Eric. I, I know him. <laughs> so it's like, Hey, let's go Diskin together.
0: But should we, should, I mean, we should, we should probably get, <laughs> I think it's, uh, I think, transgender women in female sports is uh i think at at a minimum you have to admit there's a difference yeah absolutely absolutely at a minimum like like there's just like
1: anecdotal biological anthropological evidence all suggests that
0: way i said it was like there are all things we can't do right that we want to do and like if you're a trans like i i believe transgender people are real i don't have a problem admitting that um but to try and pretend like there is not a biological advantage to going through male puberty and competing in sports absolutely burying your head in the sand absolutely burying your head in the sand because there just is
1: it's a tough conversation if you have any sort of empathy for other people because you know that saying that can hurt somebody's feelings but telling me that i'm not going to be the next nfl star or you know supermodel or the next big weightlifter or just being able to do a chin-up because i have metal in my arm you know like it's that's it sucks those are things that i can't do
0: well and 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 like you and I, you and I both, I think have an opinion on gender ideology. I think, I think there's a, a serious, and I, I would have to take more time to really consider how I want to talk about this topic. Again, um, as far as gender ideology goes, because I definitely have my opinions on it. Some of which are probably remarkably unpopular amongst people on the left. Um, But I think I have a pretty good sense of what I think on that, but, Maybe we'll talk about it another day. What I would say is that the like when it comes to sports, like that's the big one. You can't, you just cannot deny the biological differences. If you wanna if you want to talk about um like culturally, do I have a problem calling a transgender woman? No, who was if someone feels again? like
1: they're in a different body, I can't Your
0: tell them the thing No, I've no problem with that. But there yes, there is a difference, and it's not it, it should be. It should be talked about,
1: yeah. right? And then it's it's such a weird sticking point for us because what is happening is you're seeing male to female people taking away the spotlight and scholarships and things like that and sponsorships from women who are trying just as hard as this person who has a biological advantage.
0: That's the argument and of it it being and kind of an anti-feminist movement. That's right. That's, that's all. Um, the, that's the even
1: in the, and like and that's like the only sticking point for me. I can give two shits about bathrooms. I think that's just an easy fix that we could just put in just doors with just enclosed areas. You know, if a guy is a girl, the girls' bathrooms only have stalls. Yeah. You're not going to see his downstairs mix up. And (laughs) if a girl is going into a guy's bathroom and he looks like, and she looks, or he looks like a guy, the guys aren't even going to look twice. They're just, and they're going to see her go in the stall. And they go, that guy's taking a shit. Hey, make sure you wipe, you know, and just shit like that. The military. There's a standard, regardless if you're a man or a woman, that if you're able to be okay at a certain level of efficiency and like performance for the military, doesn't matter if you're a guy or girl, you hit that standard, you get to join. I think that if someone is transgender, straight, gay, male or female, if they're willing to go onto the front lines and take a bullet for me and my son and my wife, then by all means, do it. I don't think it that what your orientation or what you're comparing yourself to that day or that year or that month or your life makes a fucking difference. That's a drink.
0: Yep. Corey, we're already an hour in. (laughs) (laughs) We covered
1: all of the, uh, listener picks. Yeah. I think that's pretty much what we had. Um, one thing I wanted to cover was Abigail spam spam burgers.
0: Do I have time to pee?
1: Yeah, I'll go ahead and read this. Can, we'll you, can you cover report. this for two minutes yep. while I take a leak, my so, man? So we're going back and forth right now on the stock ban uh, being in the House and the Senate, and they're going back and forth, pretending to care about trying to ban stocks so that way that people, or so that way people in the House can't do make a bunch of money on insider trading. Oh. Damn it. I was trying to make me on the main screen. I'm sorry, guys. We're trying to make it to where So people in, in uh, the House and the Senate are trying to pass bills to make it to where people who are serving aren't allowed to do insider trading and get money off of stocks. But Abigail Spanburner, who's a Democrat, recently came out after one of the bills just failed again. And she came out with this uh, statement on it. And it says, Spamberger's statement on House leadership's refusal to ban members of Congress from trading individual stocks. So another, fi- another bill failed to try to make it so that our representatives have more accountability. And it's, it was almost intentional. They made it to where it was such a non-starter that people had no choice but to turn it down. And so her response is this. Our job as elected officials is to serve the people, not ourselves. That's why I've been proud to lead the charge on legislation to ban members of Congress and their immediate families from trading individual stocks. Not only because it's the right thing to do, but because the Virginians I represent overwhelmingly support it and want us to get this done. Since the early days of the pandemic, I've worked with lawmakers from both parties and across the ideological spectrum to earn their support for my bipartisan bill, the Trust in Congress Act, to require individual stock holdings to be divested or placed in a qualified blind trust while in office. Our common-sense proposal demonstrated that many Democrats and Republicans alike take this issue seriously and are listening to the voices of the people. For months, momentum grew when both the House and Senate to finally take a step towards prohibiting members of Congress from day-to-day trading while on the job. We saw remarkable progress towards rectifying glaring examples of conflicts of interest, and after the first signaling her opposition to these reforms, the Speaker su- rep- purportedly reversed her position. However, our bipartisan, bipartisan reform coalition was then subjected to a repeatedly delayed tactics, hand-waving gestures, and blatant instances of Lucy pulling the football. This moment marks a failure of House leadership, and it's yet another example of why I believe that the Democratic Party needs new leaders in the House of Capitol Hill, as I have long known, long made known. Rather than bring members of Congress together who are passionate about this issue, leadership chose to ignore these voices, push them aside, and look for new ways they could string the media and the public along, and evade public criticism. As part of their as part of their diversionary tactics, the House Administration Committee was tasked with creating a new piece of legislation and they ultimately introduced a kitchen sink package they knew would immediately crash upon arrival, with only days remaining before the end of the legislative session and no time to fix it. It's apparent that House leadership does not have its heart in this effort because the package released earlier this week was designed to fail. It was written to create confusion surrounding reformer efforts and complicate a straightforward reform priority, priority, banning members of Congress from buying and selling individual stocks all while creating the appearance that House leadership wanted to take action. In the months ahead, I will be dogged in my efforts to ban to members of Congress from using the privilege of their position to profit. I look forward to working with both my Democratic and Republican colleagues to get these reforms done. So she's pissed. She's pissed. And it's the same thing we were talking about, what Democrats and Republicans do. They string people along. We saw it with Roe v. Wade. We saw it with the health care bill. We've been seeing it now with the Stock Act. We've seen them do it with like any sort of gun reforms, whether you're for it or against it. It's never gonna fucking change because it's a hot button issue that gets people to the polls and they talk about it on purpose just to get people there, just like the stock act. Now all of these Democrats and Republicans can run back home and still do their trades to make their millions, but then go, oh geez, guys, you know, we tried really hard, but it's those other people that just said no. But here is. <laughs> Abigail Spanberger straight up calling out her own fucking party and the leadership in the house and Pelosi and she has been talking about Pelosi needing to step down for a while and she's out for blood and I love it
0: so is that going to be our uh, our intro into why we've left the two party system
1: (laughs) okay yeah that's right so we do have to do that so there was a Facebook group that we saw make sure
0: you use that
1: what you just said (laughs) you know I could yeah we could throw yeah I'll try to the chop it up and stuff like You're that. You're going to be responsible for editing this. So yeah, I'll try to make it it's end a goddamn 15 minute video. <laughs> so Dan. yeah. Let's 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 start the let's start the fragment sesh or let's let's start the segment fresh. <laughs> Why did you leave the two party system? Because it
0: didn't really take that much for me to realize that Democrats and Republicans work for the same people.
1: That they constantly work their asses off to keep the same bird afloat with the same two wings and not let anyone else into the game.
0: I don't think it's really difficult to see that they work for the exact same people. And two wings of the same bird. Yeah, I mean, how do you, so so? I'll let, let me ask you, Corey. How do how do you know that? How do you know that? Because you, I know you agree with me. How do you know they work for the same people?
1: Well, so I don't know if this is going to make a little segment when I make this video, but because of the same exact fact that things like the Stock Act get strung along by both parties to pander to their constituency, but then they make the, the bill so complicated that it fails. And then they can just go, oh, darn, you know, we sure tried. Like just another example is Roe v. Wade, where they did that for 70 years and they just cut or no, I'm sorry, 50 years. And they just coddled it along. And then when it finally got overturned in the court, they went, oh, darn, we sure tried when both parties for 50 fucking years both said that they were going to try to fight it and did nothing about it.
0: Not to to mention that pretty much everybody that works in federal government gets job offers prior to or I'm sorry, prior, prior to leaving office, they get job offers to work for, I don't know. Pick your corporation, whether it's uh, whether it's pharmaceuticals, whether it's the military industrial complex with with Lockheed Martin or Raytheon or whomever. And then you wonder, why are we trying to force people to to take vaccines? Gee, I don't know. Um, Why are we sending American taxpayer dollars to send weapons to Ukraine for a war that we're not involved in? Gee, I don't know. Why has that been an issue with essentially every bullshit proxy war that we've been involved in since world war ii gee i don't know so it's there's yeah
1: it's they keep giving us yeah. polished candidates uh both essentially the same thing one has an r next to the name one has a d and the rich gets richer the middle class gets smaller and we lose our our personal freedoms time and time again it doesn't matter who's in charge and if I can sum up like what we're saying right here, I think I can put this pretty clear, and it's the, the liberals on the left have abandoned civil liberties, and the right has abandoned free markets and fiscal responsibility. And they've replaced that with just personal interests, and we see it time and time again.
0: And then what do they do? What and do they, they
1: do? vilify the other side
0: of and well, make, and just Well, there, there's that, but the, the more important thing is they make you and me point the finger at each other they yeah make, and so they make me point the finger at my neighbor because he didn't get vaccinated yep right they make you point the finger uh at your neighbor because he thinks that i don't know uh social security is maybe a good thing right like that's it, it's always it's always this 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 push to you guys fight with each other so that we continue to can continue to sit here in our little group and do what we do just stock
1: up our cash.
0: And the, the the thing that infuriates and, me so much about it is, I just don't think it's that hard to see.
1: If yep. you just just open your just eyes, a little step bit. back, emotionally disconnect yourself from all of the bullshit, and you see it, and it's clear as day, and you feel better, and you get to just laugh at them. And you can just spend so much more time being pragmatic and actually trying to work on things versus trying to defend some party and attack some party that you either are for or against.
0: Well, and and grouping people together too, Corey, right? So it's like yeah, just,
1: broad because, brush
0: just because you're a conservative doesn't necessarily mean you have to be a Republican. Just because right. you're a liberal doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be a Democrat. Just because yes. you're a leftist doesn't mean you're a liberal and doesn't mean you're a Democrat. You know what I'm saying? Like it's right. it's it, like liberal values or conservative values which i think are both legitimate values to have right they don't have to be tied you need that
1: combative ideology conversation going on in your head and with other people to find faults and arguments and make arguments better and one thing that i think really finally made me realize that the two-party system was bullshit that when in 2016 i voted third party all of my democratic friends were saying it's you you and your people's fault that Trump got elected. And I was like Did looking around going, it? oh, sorry, pick a better candidate. And then in 2020 came along, all of my Republican friends said, it's your, you and your people's fault that <laughs> Biden got elected. And I look around and, and I'm like, oh, okay, pick a better candidate. <laughs> and it's just, when you, re- when you see it, it's just a fucking sham. <laughs>
0: Uh, and Grant and uh, Grande says, "Uh, I, I don't know why he said centrist exclamation point." I, and 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 like I think it's of like
1: our some of our nuanced conversations do end up kind of in a centrist. Yeah, but needle it, point. But the, the the way I would put it is,
0: and, and Grande, I I appreciate the, all the comments here. Every everything else you've said is, uh, um, he said. The red plus blue, purple, fuck them. Uh, a a, multi, a multitude of things. We we appreciate the comments, but I, I wouldn't stuff we all agree I, with. <laughs> I, a, I also I,
1: agree with uh, I don't like vegan's using the post term, real quick.
0: Uh the number one, so
1: obviously I'm gonna have to share that one. Thank you, Vegan.
0: I don't like using the term centrist as much as I like using the term pluralist, right? Like you don't it's it's like it's like when we talk about media, right? Like what's the biggest issue? With 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 legacy media, it's not that lying by omission. But in, it's lying by omission. But it, it, but people people say they're, they're they're skewed. They're 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 biased, right? It's not that they're biased. That's the issue. Like I, when you listen, they to pretend NPR, they're not. Right. Exactly, that's exactly right. That's why I have so much more respect for like a place like the Daily Wire, even as being a traditional liberal or or even leftist, as some people might say. I have more respect for Ben Shapiro than I do for Rachel Maddow because for exactly for Rachel Maddow, because why? Because Ben Shapiro is honest. Ben Shapiro is telling me exactly who he is, exactly what he believes. And he's not pretending to be like in the middle.
1: Right. I know who he is. So I know I don't, I can like, like say, well, I don't agree with anything he says, but he doesn't, Pretend to be something else.
0: Exactly. I, I have so much more respect for that. Like, Just like a Jimmy Dore. Being biased isn't the problem. It's being biased and being honest about it. That's what people appreciate. And that's what makes me more willing to listen to the Daily Wire. And and uh even NPR to a degree, like people might say that they're like they're super left or whatever, and they and they are, but I don't feel like NPR lies about it. Maybe I'm they're pretty open here. about it. They
1: try to say that they're they're uh their mid their middle ground but you you can hear it in the narrative you know it's you can hear it like when you think like we should do like even uh, places
0: like the young turks like they try to be they try to act like they're uh we're just in the middle and we're just we're just right and we're the we you know we're we're the we're, we're, the, we're the the mouthpiece of americans and it's like i don't feel like places like the daily wire or prager you on the right i don't i feel i don't feel like they do that they admit they're conservatives just admit yeah. what you are. And that way I can consume your content and know where you're coming Fox from. Fox News calling themselves
1: fair and balanced. Get the Fucking fuck out bullshit. of here. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> I, mean, I,
0: I can go to the other side and go, okay, who's somebody on the left that I can go, okay, they admit they're on the left and this is what they think. And, then you and I want them go. to say it so I know what a leftist opinion is. 100%. And I admit. want the right people to say it because I want to know what a right opinion is. And you can listen to both and go, and know
1: exactly. And then you form your going. own opinion. Wow. How dare you! What an amazing concept. <laughs> so what are we? Oh, Grande just said the YTs are owned by who? Hmm. I yeah, they just. Thought. I know the I, answer. I know it's. A, I know it's. I know that they're funded by some big. I think it's almost to the point where it's like BlackRock or something like that. Yes, <laughs> but exactly. it's like yeah, it's like some yeah. some fucking superman. Grande
0: will probably tell us. I know the answer to this. It's just not coming to me at the uh, at at the present. But yes, yeah, it's, it's just like admit what you are, pretty much, and that's. Those are the reasons why we left the two-party system, right? Because it, it's created this unbelievable binary where it's like, if you believe that uh, everybody should be allowed to own guns, then that also means you're a fascist and you hate black people, right? right. Or, or if you're if you're somebody who believes that uh, pro life, uh, yeah, if if you're somebody who's who's pro choice, then that automatically I mean, that's what I
1: meant. Sorry, pro choice. Yeah.
0: If you're somebody who's pro-choice and that automatically believes you're a, you're a socialist and you want to take money out of my pocket to give to other people. It's like trying to seize my
1: means of production.
0: When in reality, you can absolutely be pro-choice and pro-Second Amendment and still yeah, be a perfectly I actually,
1: reasonable human being. Yeah. I, I, what did I say in the show prep the other day? Like, si- like I'm civilly libertarian, but I'm fiscally conservative. But then I lean left in the sake that like this is a class war issue, not a race issue. And the, the working class should be able to work 40 hours a week without having to rely on government for anything. But there are people who slip through the cracks. And as I see my fellow Americans struggling, I want to do everything I can to help them.
0: Corey, we didn't get to everything, but do you want to do you want to do you want to do which one do you want to do? We have four topics that we can do so, do, you want to do the Loretta, L-
1: L- L- Loretta Lynn thing or do you want to do? So let me answer that real quick, because, yeah, so the energy extremism. Uh, is it sort of helping the discussion? And then nuclear war. The nuclear war one we can talk about next week as long as we're not nuked.
0: Hey, as long as there's no nukes sent out, we can talk about. So that.
1: I think it's pretty clear which one I want to talk about. Up oh, YouTube and talk through this because you're playing a
0: a copyrighted song. I know. <laughs> right.
1: So, my girl, your Lynn, of this died recently. A and,
0: a and she... So this part right here.
1: Your now I've Uh-oh. Got the we're getting pill. booted off of YouTube. But I'm going to stop it there because I don't want to keep it going <laughs> dead to end it. Granted, she was 90 years old, so it's not like a super shock. But we're talking about a woman who was writing songs in the 70s that were considered co- so controversial. That they were banned on the radio, and they were banned by conservatives. Mm-hmm. And the song is literally about <laughs> just fucking uh, birth control. And this poor girl—I'm not even gonna say poor because it still actually like launched her career. But like the most controversial thing in this song probably is this incubator is overused because you've kept it filled. The feeling good comes e- the feeling good comes easy now since I've got the pill. So in this song, she's talking about banging her husband mm-hmm. in a civil union of a marriage, but because of the fact that it's not for procreation, and now she can live her life a little bit more free because she's able to regulate her periods. Banned. Don't put that shit on my radio. And so it just got me thinking that, like, granted, like this is a woman who is a country music fixture a real superstar dynamo she was one of the most important people that helped move the country music scene along especially for women because around this same time uh people are writing songs uh that were like way more controversial we're talking the 70s when outlaw country was around when we're talking about david allen Coe, we're talking about hank jr and merle haggard talking about getting blasted and being rambling men running around and banging women and all that shit was fine and on the radio. But when she sings about this of having some sort of like personal freedom, it was banned because it was uncouth. Mm. And this just goes into the whole conversation of like censorship that right now the left is the, is the side that's trying to censor people. Mm -hmm. It was the right then. And it goes back and forth. The right tried to ban Eminem for making music. He like two live crew came out with a song called banned in the USA well, that's like and,
0: and that's the whole point of this. It's like let's let's have a real discussion about censorship because it's it's so interesting that like the political side that has the power is goes, always the one that's trying to
1: censor the other side.
0: Goes for the censorship, but the other side bitches about the fact that the other side is censoring. So it's like can we can we maybe come to the consensus that it's not the censorship and that's it's it's one intru- issue that I have with the right at this particular time. Like this whole woke censorship thing, which I agree is bullshit. Uh but can we can we also admit that if you were in power, you would be censoring too. Like the whole banned books thing, right? It's like y- the only reason you have an issue with censorship right now is because your side isn't deciding what's censored. Yeah. Each side does this. No, you're right. And like yeah, and so that what pisses me off about censorship.
1: censorship. Yeah, it's it's uh the thing that makes me mad about censorship is it's just it always seems like it's just the path of least can the least resistance. It's just out of convenience. People don't want to hear other people have to say it so they just say to tell them to shut up. You know, you hear people all the same, like, I just wish that guy would just shut up. Boy, that person just needs to go away. well we just need to just tell them, just take their microphone away. Then it's just like why? Like I want to hear this so I can articulate a better argument against it. Yeah, I mean, but that just
0: takes takes more work. It even goes to like the all of like the the sort of um, like the right wing, uh, social media apps that have popped up. Right, this whole um, like Truth Social is a great example. Like, oh, we're the we're the app of not censoring. Just make sure that you don't shit on uh, Donald Trump. Don't shit on Donald Trump. And don't shit on any of the people that uh, created the app. It's like, you're already censoring
1: people. Right. And then the the left shits on it. And then the occupied Democrats comes out with their own app called tribal doing the same exact fucking thing. And they're like free speech, but don't be a bigot. And it's like, okay, well, that's a very, a very, uh, I'll see you grande. Uh, Make sure you subscribe. Is, um follow a, our glendale's skull is that what i'm reading do we read yeah, that glendale's wrong? skull whatever um since we're wrapping up let me read the uh the the tagline real quick observative podcast is found on all social media and podcast platforms our website is podpage.com slash observative we can be found at libservative on facebook youtube and twitch instagram and twitter is at pod you can find our transcripts at libservativepodcast.wordpress.com. Our TikTok videos can be found at libservativepodcast. And you can reach out directly at libservativepod at gmail.com. Just subscribe today. And if you really enjoy the show, make sure you give us a, like, a five-star review. It helps other people find the show and tell us. And
0: we, and we uh, apologize for pronouncing your name wrong the entire time. These Twitch people and their names, it's really difficult to like read them. I love him.
1: And, and uh, Eric, Eric, on says, Eric
0: says he'll be happy to volunteer if you ever run for any type of office. And I sit there and I go, well, what about me? But there's no. <laughs> and here's the thing. I'm not even offended by it because nobody will vote for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll I'm just not- run it as Corey's <laughs> beard.
0: You can trust the guy with a beard. Can't see my face. <laughs> you're, you're a little bit more. Uh, I think you're a little bit more consumable. Myself. Uh, it, uh, it is what it is. I don't know why. I host you smell it, like shit because you're sticking your hand in garbage disposal pipes. 100 percent Uh, there's a bunch of shit we didn't get to, but I'm so happy we did the uh whatchima call it, the uh the thing yeah, so is. we're gonna have to keep
1: this going and maybe not make the whole episode about the listener picks, but we'll definitely have to make it a, a weekly thing where we find one or two and talk about it.
0: Yeah, I think the listener picks is something that maybe we'll do uh, once a month, maybe once uh, you folks tell your friends about the show and how much you love it and we're able to do a sort of uh, paid subscription deal. Maybe we'll do it there. I don't know. But uh, the uh, uh, listener picks was... uh, was It's something new. We started this week. Absolutely. Just kind of came out of our asses. We loved it, though. We appreciate all the the, the, the feedback and got us it got us talking michelle got us talking for like 30 minutes or more about whatever her question was about
1: the the michigan proposals yeah she's a super fan that's for sure um yeah eric absolutely uh subscribe everyone subscribe we do this every thursday we're doing it on wednesday today but we typically do it every thursday and then our new episodes which is basically the live stream if you miss the live stream it's the podcast comes out every weekend the
0: also weekend. i'm gonna be on a plane that's why we're doing this on a Wednesday. I'm going to be on a plane tomorrow night, landing in Aspen for. I'm a am
1: getting uh, drunk on a plane. Oh, I'll definitely be drunk. On a
0: plane, uh, landing in a uh, in Aspen for a a friend's uh, wedding over the weekend. So Corey will be doing all of the editing and posting. So if it Wish sounds like shit,
1: it's his fault because that's
0: normally my job. <laughs>
1: No, the last one I edited was did sound like shit because the mic we were using didn't work. I sounded great, so I wasn't that upset. But, but Steve the Serb did not sound so good. He hasn't been back
0: since. <laughs> anyway, tell the people where they can find us, Corey I Walsh. Did. Oh, you did. Fuck. I had too many beers. You swore too much. Also, I've <laughs> inhaled a lot of feces from the inside of my own plumbing.
1: I so. love how you keep... Saying it's shit, but it's
0: your garbage disposal which is eluding the audience. Dude, just shitting in your dude, sink, dude. Trust me, when you run uh, a, an auger far enough down, it all goes drain, down the same pipe. Yeah, I get will it. Definitely get to the shit, and it's all over my kitchen, and it smells, and I hate it. And anyway, are we done? <laughs>
1: I think we're done, Dan. <laughs> all right, clean up that shit. This has been. This has been conservative. <laughs> He's been Corey Walsh. He has been Dan Griffin.
0: And we are out of here.
1: Bye. We the people cannot turn back. Somebody must leave, or else the fight would not be made at all.